listeners, welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic, the podcast, spiritual musings, sometimes amusing. I'm Tracy, and I'm Laura. Welcome, dear listeners. Today we are joined by Megan Quincy from the Aquarian Method. Listeners of Turns Out She's a Witch might be familiar and remember Megan for an episode that Shannon and myself recorded with her talking about the Aquarian Method and all that it entails. Megan has been a practicing psychic for over 10 years. She's an accomplished tarot reader and Reiki master. She's passionate about creating change through connection to spirit, giving women power in their day-to-day life and teaching the basics of manifestation so you can live your life on your terms. Megan joins us here today to talk about all things Reiki. Welcome, Megan. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much. Hi, guys. I am so happy to be here and talk about Reiki. I love Reiki, so this is perfect for me. Thank you guys so much. Lovely. Welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic. It's nice to get to introduce you to Tracy. I know. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. (laughs) I heard all about you from Shannon, from Laura, and it's like, when's my turn? (laughs) Likewise. Same, same. I looked you up on Instagram. I I did a little bit of a store to find out. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. (laughs) Are you sure it was me and not one of my many copycats? No. No. Do you have them? Have you reached that level? Of fame. So much going around <laughs> right now. Yeah, I find that. It hasn't happened to me, but. um. Oh, God, you've said it now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, has it been happening? You're having some copycats pop up. Yeah, it's it's quite intense, actually. It's, <sighs> um, and that's a, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast yeah. episode. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah. my son, my son came out the other day because I was crying the other day because mm. I'd been getting some emails from people who have been scammed, like they're actually like oh, losing no. money. Um, and I just feel so bad. I mean, I can't be responsible for people's choices. No, of course not. Um, yeah. But I still feel really bad, and I feel like that my energy is in it, and I don't like it. And no matter how much I try and do, it just no one helps. Like Instagram just doesn't help. Meta doesn't help. Um, and my yes. son came out and he goes, maybe you could just like register every handle uh, variant of your name, <laughs> like just go and register all the variants. And I was mm. like, okay, I can see where you got that. And then we get on and I get a DM from someone saying another one. And the handle was at underscore Tracy Dimmick underscore she slash her. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't think I'm ever going to know all of the different yeah. handles that I could possibly have because I definitely would not have thought to pick that one. It's like I could sit mm-hmm. there forever trying to come up with the combinations. It would be but, endless. Yeah. yeah, It is, yeah. So mm. who knows if you got my profile or not. But anyway. <laughs> I'm pretty pretty sure it was you, but I might go back and double check. If it was but, attached yeah. to all of us and all of our things, I'd I think it I got it to the right place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Are you, oh are you big on Insta? Who me? Yeah, you're <laughs> on there often. I've seen you. <laughs> uh, I do. I I only really use Instagram. I have Facebook for I run my programs through a private Facebook group. Um, that's why I need to have Facebook, but I generally don't use it. But Instagram is my really one and only. And then I have a little website as well. But um yeah. 
Do you offer it's, all of your services on there? Like, do you talk about everything that you do or just Reiki? I know I talk about everything that I do on, on that, um, Instagram and I have like links to my website, which is where everyone can find what I do. And I think really what I do is I do a lot of different things, but all for the same outcome, which is to grow that sort of, um, power or to help you manifest or to release or up level. Um, a lot of what I do comes back to that. So I have a lot of different modalities and a lot of different ways that I do it. But at the end of the day, my goal and looking at each client holistically, um, sort of encompasses all of that. So I might use a little bit of Reiki, a little bit of tarot, a little bit of Akashic records, all different things to get the outcome that the client wants. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I get it. Same. Um, Yeah. Reiki. But I get multifaceted. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, my newest thing now, I've just got my diploma in flower remedies. And it's the same, Ooh. like Reiki, g- going through that process is very similar to Reiki because we're putting something in our bodies or using something to release or have something come to the surface. So Reiki is just one way of doing that sort of work. And you can do that. In, it's a modality, in mold. like you said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I so loved our chat. It... Oh, sorry, Tracy. <laughs> I, say, I loved our chat that we had with um, Shannon because it talked about what you do on a whole level. And um, because I know that we've been after a, a Reiki episode for Psychic, I was like, oh, we're just going to have Megan on and pick her brains about mm. the Reiki stuff. But, yeah, yeah, I'm glad that Tracy asked that question to you about you know, how that looks in the way you operate on a day-to-day sort of thing, you use it all, which is yeah. what we spoke about in, in that first episode. That we did. Yeah, yeah. So That's with, right. With, um, with your Reiki, um, I know, like, I know a little bit about Reiki. I'm not a Reiki yeah. healer or anything, um, but I know enough about it and I know plenty of um, Reiki healers because they're, <laughs> they're amazing and they're everywhere because it's so helpful. Yes. Um, yeah. And I guess... Um, what a lot of our listeners probably won't understand, which is going to be so great for you to explain it today, someone who really knows what they're talking about, um, <laughs> that what is Reiki in terms of like we know it's energy healing, um, mm-hmm. but I know that a lot of uh, people that have come to me over the years, um, whenever you mention energy healing, they automatically think Reiki. Um, yeah. But Reiki is specific, isn't it? So can you tell our listeners a little bit about where Reiki comes from um, and what makes it an energy healing modality, but why does Reiki stand on its own? And it's not like <laughs> energy healing. It's like Kleenex and, tish- and tissues. It's like mm. energy healing and Reiki almost. Like they're not like, it's not energy healing is not Reiki and Reiki is not energy healing. Like it's, you yeah. explain it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll have a go. It's a, <laughs> I'll, I'll have a go. And if you, if we need clarification, we can just keep asking questions, but it's um, Reiki is a Japanese word that does translate translate into life force energies. So in essence, when we're talking about Reiki, we are speaking about sort of channeling this life force energy. But also I think it can have different names and different resonance with people. So a lot of people, you know, they say when they work with Reiki, like they channel the universe or they channel even God or I use source energy. It's sort of that like bigger power that universal source energy power that we channel so it's um really what what we do when we work with 
with Reiki is we channel that um, as a Reiki practitioner through our bodies and out of our hands, um, which then goes into the client. So it doesn't really belong to anyone. Um, and I suppose in a way anyone can use it, but we, we say that Reiki as we know it today came from a guy, a guy over in Japan. Yes. Called, uh, he was called, I hope I get the pronounce, pronunciation right, but I say Mikau Yusui. Um, and he really figured out the ins and outs of how we would use this particular energy um, as a healing modality. And he was also channeled, we use symbols in Reiki, he was channeled those or shown those which he was able to take and then sort of go off and, and teach um, teach people how to use them, I suppose, for um yeah for healing or what I use I don't know I'm trying to move away from the word healing now um and I'm sort of just using up level instead <laughs> I'm going to copyright that um because I think people, when people I don't talk think about <laughs> do you remember when Megan Markle tried to copyright um sorry I'm like going off tangent did you hear like her <laughs> podcast tried to copyright um the word archetypes or archetypes no. Oh my gosh. Oh, no. wow. Anyway, that's really funny because like you can't copyright <laughs> a word like, like that. Yeah, or enlightenment <laughs> or yeah. awakening. Good luck. Gosh, I'm gonna copyright manifestation, something like it's yeah. just so funny. <laughs> the war of attraction. I'm copywriting um, psychic medium. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Um, yeah, so I think when people talk about healing and stuff. At the moment, there seems to be a lot of what I see out there on, on the internet or people saying, oh, healing equates to me feeling bad about myself because you must think that there's something wrong with me, that I need healing or that something's broken when really that, I don't know how that became a thing. I don't think that's what healing is at all, but people seem to just at the moment be leaning into that. So if you use a word like up level, if you're using Reiki to sort of up level, it's a more sort of empowering mm. feeling than I think um, a lot of the the old paradigms that come along with Reiki um, sort of have. Does Do you know, does that make sense? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. Well yeah. So it's about just choosing the words that you want so that um well, it's just your language and and your um what you're trying not what you're trying to do but essentially are like um I can see why you were having trouble trying to figure <laughs> the, it out the, me it too. is it is it's a challenge the focus. With, the, intention. Yeah, the, focus, the intention um the hope um yeah and, and just, really, the, just the frequency of it to start it. with it's like what because, you come in on yeah and it is so multifaceted you know reiki the because it is very specific to not only the client but also the practitioner and i think mm. it really comes down to your connection with source and the kind of person that you are how you um, are intuitive or your psychic abilities and 
you know, whether you work with angels or guides, there's so many different ways that it can be done. And then you've got the person who is receiving it based on their past programming and their energetic fields and, you know, their perceptions of reality or what Reiki is going to do for them. So it's sort of like this whole big thing that is never going to be you're never going to be able to encompass encompass that into one straight linear Reiki thing experience. Yeah, and it's <laughs> yeah. like the, yeah. it's like it's potentiality, really. Mm. It's like there's always potential inside of it, and it could it's it's infinite the the spaces and places Definitely. that it can go into. You yep. were talking about um, how. Um, Yusui channeled uh, symbols. So for mm-hmm. I understand what that is, but can you let our listeners kind of know what you mean by um, channeled symbols and then um, what these symbols mean or do um, and then how you as a Reiki practitioner use those symbols? Like do you mm-hmm. tattoo them on people? <laughs> Which I know it's a funny question, but I actually had someone ask me that once. Like yeah. they were afraid to go to Reiki because that's what they thought yeah. happened. And I was like, no, oh, no. <laughs> it's so funny. Reiki, it, it, it does, it has, I don't know, for me personally, I find this just, and I will circle back to your question, but there, there is some level of fear that is attached to Reiki. And I don't know if it's the word. And that's why, again, I think we're moving away from like Reiki and that's why energy healing sort of becomes a more inclusive inclusive word because a lot of people for some reason have a, oh, Reiki, like something bad's going to happen or I'm going to get a tattoo on my face. <laughs> like, you Lack know, I, yeah, I, I was looking for somewhere I wanted to work at a particular place anyway. And, uh, the lady said, uh, I sort of talked a little bit about what I do. And she said, Oh, look, I'm happy for you to do like your flower essence healing here, but like you cannot do Reiki in this house. And it's sort of just like, it's this weird thing that I think people can't sort of quite get their head around about the actual beauty and pureness and good in it. But anyway, well, so I let's think come. that there there is a little <laughs> bit of a there's a little bit of a fear around the manipulation of energy and yeah. trusting the person that is manipulating your energy. Like, how do you know? Like, if they're going into my energy, what are they actually doing in there? Mm, that's um, a really good point. And then, and then also, you know, like you've got to be careful. I'm not telling you. I'm not like trying to coach you or tell you here, but I'm just like saying, um, <laughs> like w- when it comes to the liability, you know, and the the um, the expectations that people have on what you can do for them. And, mm-hmm. um, and it comes down, I think, to like what you were saying a little bit, um, a little bit of it comes down to what you were saying in terms of um, the person's openness to receive and all the stuff that they've got going on is going to determine their results and, and how they are affected by the Reiki um, work. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like if, from pe- from knowing a lot of people who own and operate um, healing centers or holistic centers and alternative therapy centers, um, when I talked when I've talked to them over the years, that's been their biggest thing. It's just like mm-hmm. we have so many clients coming in with certain expectations, and a lot of people don't like to have their energy manipulated. 
And I'm like, but that's funny. They'll go and have like a full body like massage and they'll go and get their hair done and they'll go and do all of these things. It's like, yeah, mm. and that's exactly right. And that's why I think people being that like I do work with energy as a whole and manifestation and creating your own realities, if you already have a little seed planted that um, someone's going to manipulate my energy and that might be bad, then you're already going into it with that expectation or the possibility that that could actually happen. Whereas when you go to the hairdresser or when you're going to get that massage, your reality or the paradigm that you're seeing, there is no bad that's going to come from that. Only great, good, I'm going to get... Yeah. yeah, my hair's going to be cool. Like I'm going to feel awesome after a massage. So then that becomes your reality. But what mm-hmm. we're seeing a lot with Reiki and energy healers is there is some sort of, if people can plant those seeds of something ha- happening, I don't know use the word bad or negative or whatever, then that can become the expectation. So I try and really just make sure that when I'm working with someone, like, you know, that's not even going to be a part of your reality unless you create that reality. You've got to just get into this mind frame. And likewise, as a practitioner too, I probably wouldn't call anyone in in that would be having that, like all my clients are so lovely and understanding and we have resonance and you can do little checks with them before you actually sign them on to make sure that you're both going to get the results that you want. Um, because it is, it, it it can be really challenging in that in that regard. Um, we were talking about the symbols, though. Symbols, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Megan and I are dangerous. Please, Megan, and then I'll get Uh-oh. back to my next question. <laughs> I know. I don't think we've even gone. I keep looking at my notes. I'm like, hang on. Like, I know. <laughs> we've got to share our time. We're sharing, Megan. Tracy and I are being nice. And we get to share, share well, talking yeah. to you. <laughs> well, that's no, I I love I love it. Like I said, I I could talk all day. Um, well, you're in the right the place. Symbols, <laughs> yeah, good. you're more than welcome um, to talk. Thank you. <laughs> um, the symbols are so some yeah something that um, we were talking about was was given to Mikau, um, and basically they're amplifiers of, of particular energies, but, uh, specific to maybe something emotional that the client has. So for like, there's a couple of generalized ones, like the, it's called the power symbol, which is in level two, something that you learn, um, and it's basically just like an all over amplifier symbol. And what that would do is like, you know, if someone had maybe like a blocked heart chakra or you could feel some like something going on in that heart chakra, you might do a little bit of a power symbol over it to help release it or um, amplify, say, like their solar plexus to get a little bit of more confidence. Um, we have things like emotional healing. So if you on any part of the client's body, you can feel that there's maybe some sadness or I don't know, some grief or some, you know, some some emotional block that's sort of holding them back. You can do like an emotional symbol that would then help sort of amplify the release or 
So when um, you say do to the surface, does, yes, that's, does that I'm mean, so glad you put that. Yes, you're 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 using your clairvoyance, so you're visualizing <laughs> your symbol and you're visually channeling the symbol's energy through you and into. So that's doing. I love yes. this question. No, well, so yeah, there are so, and and I think it really comes back to the sort of teacher that you you have had. Um, and I'm really big on not having one specific way to do it, and that can really throw a lot of people because I teach Reiki as well. It can really throw a lot of people because people want to be taught. Uh, we're very like just as humans, yeah. True. Um, I don't know traditionally, but more. Um, they, it's a, as humans, we're still not standing in our own power and not trusting ourselves and our connection to source. Yeah. So, and people, people, (laughs) like, like at school, you know, you're told to color in between the lines. And as we move into our spirituality and even our adulthood, that can be really challenging to move out of. Like, but I drive on the left-hand side. I mean, I'm not saying people should drive on the right hand side, but like, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a way that we sort of do things right as humans and as a collective and when it comes to something like reiki that is so widely (laughs) yeah well oh that's so great exactly it's not so how can you teach it in a human uh, Mm -hmm. prescriptive form which is something that was a beautiful challenge for me as a teacher and and reflecting on stories that I've heard about uh, reiki teachers as well so when we say about doing the symbols that's where people get tripped up the most because they're like, how do I do the symbol? And it's like there really is so many different ways that you can do it and it will be the way that's most powerful for you. So you can definitely think about it in your mind and then send it into the person that way. Um, You can use the, no one can, like your listeners can't see me, but you can actually draw the symbol in the air with your hand and then like physically, you know, place it into the client. Um, You can use a finger and point like that um, or over like the part of their body as well. Um, Some, I I know you guys were talking about crystals. Uh, We were going to talk about crystals. You can even get... um, I don't have one, but you can get like crisp, uh, symbols on crystals that you could get the client to hold or that you could place onto the client. Um, there really is no wrong or right way to do it. And I think that that's another issue that we have with Reiki and with what I would call, Laura, you know, like very Piscean Reiki teachers that will tell you that there is one prescriptive way to do it and it can be really negative experiences for a lot of people that learn Reiki. There's really not because you can't teach. It's really up to the person and what is empowering for them, but also what they see as getting the result for the client. So someone might work really well with crystals and a symbol like, you know, um, and they see huge results, but when they do it with their hands, maybe they feel a little less powerful. So it doesn't really get the best outcome for the client. So it's really going to differ the way that you want to do it. Um, if that makes sense. Does that? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it it probably opens up a lot more questions, but it makes sense in the sense (laughs) that there's no right or wrong way. It really is case dependent, person dependent, and that 100%. goes for the client as well as the practitioner and all of that. There is no wrong or right way to do Reiki. And it, it makes me feel really sad when people, 
Honestly, the, one of the biggest things that I get in my inbox are people that have had really, really negative experiences with Reiki teachers um, that have just sort of, yeah, been really prescriptive and really made the person feel um, quite small and powerless and frightened and you can't do Reiki when you're in that sort of mode, you know, so um, you you come from a place of love. You're, everyone is so smart and powerful and has connection to source. It's just practising that, that connection and getting to a point that feels great for you and gets results for your client, really. Interesting. And I guess with that, with that um, point in mind, what has been your own experience with Reiki? Like how were you first introduced to it and why did you choose to learn it? Yeah, well, um, I think... I think growing up, like I, my mum was pr- pretty alternative, maybe like for the 80s. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> like, you know, there was lots of naturopaths or like homeopathic sort of stuff. It was starting to come out. Yeah, like kinesiology, like a lot of diet related stuff, oh. you know, um, health food stores, all that sort of stuff. So we were very in it. Um, And Reiki was a word that I had just sort of heard all the time growing up. It didn't seem unusual to me. And once I started on my own spirituality journey, it just seems like the next logical step, like you just become a Reiki healer, right? Um, And I think the thing with Reiki that I really liked is I didn't have to throw thousands of dollars in learning it and I could learn it, you know, I didn't have to go to school for like three or four years to to, to learn it. It's really all-inclusive and that really, um, yeah, really struck a nerve with me that it, it's something that's given to people no matter what your circumstance, you know, um, I know like I've looked at doing kinesiology and stuff like that too. And it's like, it's, it's just so much time and money, um, mm-hmm. to gather, you know, to not the, yeah, I don't know. There was something about it that just seemed logical, easy and inclusive. I think Accessible. inclusive is the word that I want to get across. It's inclusive. <laughs> Reiki is yeah do you get your own Reiki healing done on you (laughs) yeah that that um so I know a question was going to come up like do you practice Reiki on yourself and as a Reiki master you're supposed to like every day clear out your energy field so you can then you know be a great conduit for for others um and some days are better than others but I outsource Jesus, Dory. Of course, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, um, it's so because, much better, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it is. <laughs> yeah, because you know, especially if it's, you've had, you've been doing it all day on others. Yeah, you don't want to do it on yourself, and sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees, right? When you're in your own shit, Love so it. it's uh, it's really nice to have someone else do that for you. I think. Hold space. Yeah, Yeah, agree. Like when someone holds space for you as the person who's always holding space for others, it's just, it's, it goes so far. Like it's just, it, it it only ever has has to happen for me personally. It's, um, it's few and far between that, that I need someone to hold space for me, but when it happens, it does me for until the next time. Like, I totally agree. Beautiful. 
it's just self-care isn't it yep 100 percent, it is on steroids as, <laughs> yeah yeah i guess and and then like as people who are just natural service orientated people that just want to help and give and help and give and help and give and help and give um self-care like Lowry, you know like self-care is a difficult thing to to give yourself like we will sacrifice ourselves yeah definitely hurt um learn the hard way and because that sort of um person that does that quite often are altruistic and that doesn't serve that person and you only learn that hard way when you can't give anymore and you're like well what's going on (laughs) so you referred to um you said like there's a lot of resonance between you and a client, but what's the attunement process that goes on with a client? Yeah, it's a really, really good question and a really important question. Again, one I see coming up often is, well, you know, if source energy belongs to everyone, then why do I need to go through a process of being attuned to it if it's already there? Um, And I sort of like to think of the attunement process. Oh, so P.S., an attunement is something that if if you want to do Reiki, like if you want to learn Reiki, you have to become attuned to Reiki energy. (laughs) So, and and so it's like, well, um, for each level that you do, you become yeah, what they what they call attuned. And what I think that is really like, it's almost like a baptism. Like if you were to be become like like do it like become catholic you know how like you get baptized and attunement is almost in that same sense of like it's a contract that you're entering into with the universe it's really just sort of like the universe yeah it's giving you a little nod it's and it's a little you know little handshake between you and source like yeah i'm in i'm all in i'm gonna serve you um to help serve my clients you know and the collective um but also when you do get attuned there's that but you also it's really just making sure that your energetic output um has a little bit of a clear out as well and you are coming from that place of being able to do the best possible job that you can with that source energy because you yourself are um practicing what you preach yeah, and you're aligned and your your energy systems are running really well. Um, and that that's also part of what I do in an attunement process as well. So So when you're being attuned, mm. how do they how, do they say, sorry, you can't be attuned today because oh. you're not where you need to be? Wow. No, I've never had that, but that's a really I'm sure that that would happen. Um uh, I'm sure that there would be people that attuned like would be practitioners and you could probably pick up that they weren't quite ready. Being good Catholics. Yes, <laughs> that's right, that they weren't quite there. You would pick it. You would pick it in the energy field. It hasn't happened to me personally. Um, I I usually, even before, even the day that I'm going to do it, I am already getting nods from my guides about that person. I usually get messages like, finally, we've been waiting for X, Y, Z to come, you know, that sort of thing. There's usually a pretty good uh, connection there that it's like, oh, they're finally being achieved. Arrived. 
Yeah, I, yeah, they've arrived. We've been waiting. Um, th- there's usually that that sort of vibe, and it happens. It happens really quickly. Um, I almost see it like with Archangel Michael almost doing like a knighting on you know on on the person like you know it is that very much you've arrived you're here like congratulations you're now you know can go off and 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 do the work so it's like a sacrament yeah that's how that's how I see it and again I'm very Aquarian in the way that I do it um I know that there would be some really old school Piscean teachers that that would have like a, a different process of doing all the symbols and making sure they're doing all the thing but for me like I think I trust I trust people that people um have the ability to to do Reiki do you know what I mean I give people the benefit of the doubt I don't really not big on people jumping through hoops and doing all these big rituals um it's a very simple, yeah, a very simple process in that regard, yeah. I can appreciate that. I mean, you're, there's probably a lot of, of the Reiki older traditional community, which you're referring to probably as the Piscean practising, mm. they're more traditionalists, <laughs> yes. um, that, that you probably rub them the wrong way. Um, yes. And that's very <laughs> similar. Yes, I'm like yeah. shrinking my aura, if you could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I feel it. Yes. I feel it. And that's why I'm bringing it up. That's why I'm bringing it up because um, I feel the same. You know, I totally get it. Like I am totally attuned to you on that level (laughs) Mm, because um, as a, um, as a psychic medium, like I am very much the same. It's like, you don't have to go through all of this shit. Like Mm -hmm. really it's actually it's a lot simpler than what people think it is. Um, and you don't have to go through that to be able to do it. Like exactly. I can get you to do it a lot quicker <laughs> if you want. Um, mm-hmm. It feels kind of like the, um, the traditionalists kind of feel a little bit like, um, <laughs> like old private schools. <laughs> it's yeah, just like you yes. have to wear your hat and your tie and your blazer and, just because um, they accepted it, that's how it was. That's yeah. not how it has to always be. Like, meet them. Yeah, it's and much more inclusive these days. Yeah, yeah and I, there's, there's, there's like you know, it, traditional, um, you know, even like you think about university and old like Harvard and Yale and Cambridge, like there are steps that you go through. You've, you've got to be invited in, you know, you've got yeah. to get an old, yes. like an old boy to be able to, like my sons went Classes. to a high school. Yeah. My sons went to a high school where we had to do, um, we, we had to have um, references from people who had attended the school who know our family to vouch for yeah. our family. Like there are processes yeah. and people sometimes just like that because it makes them feel yeah. good and it makes yeah. them, validate validate what yes exactly that I could not have said it better myself that's exactly exactly what it is um you know and nowadays exactly like what you said it's so simple to do you don't have to go even things like tuning in or I'm sure you're the same when you're sitting down to do a reading you know you're not having to 
burn the sage and then light <laughs> all these candles. I'm like, I mean, you can, but literally right now I just close my eyes and boom. it's, do you and know what there. I mean? It, it's exactly. there. And mm-hmm. there, there is this sort of um, really oh, thick energy around those Piscean teachers um, and they just seem bit angry and a bit negative and I think that it is because we're really moving out of that age now and it's like well who am I without all of that jazz hands you know like (laughs) does my does my work still count am I still valid it's like the new the new ones coming up now right like here we come and this is how we do it and you're sort of out and I think that really really does rub people up the wrong way um it's just yeah, it's, it's like, it's what not... am I going to do with all my textbooks on my library wall? You know, I studied yeah. through and through and through, and now you're going to go and do a course on the internet over six weeks. Like, exactly. You can't do it like that. Yes, and they, you and need they to be- study under oh, a mentor or under exactly a teacher. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and it doesn't give people, like I talked to you about, like that benefit of the doubt. It makes people not powerful it keeps Mm. people small it keeps yeah yeah it really really does and are we not past that yet like Mm -hmm. you know everyone has this ability and even people calling it a gift you've got the gift no (laughs) oh don't get tracy started on this like Yeah, it's a real issue at the moment and I'm so glad that we're talking about it because it really is agitating the spirituality world at the moment and that's what we should be doing because um, things change. And as a collective, we're awake enough now to be able to be just jumping in and doing this stuff without that really old school thick way of doing it um and you are still valid if you do a course on the internet you are still valid if you know you haven't had a six-year mentor monk like you're fine and you are just the same ability as everyone else what you do with mm-hmm. it right isn't it like it's yeah. your intention behind it yeah Absolutely. it's your intention and your results results I'm an energy I'm an energy healer Mm. um in multiple ways and I never really put hands on I uh, my hand just turned on just saying that because I'm thinking about (laughs) it it's like stop it I've got my fists closed (laughs) um they just heat up and then all of a sudden I'm healing people and I've you know done some amazing healing work that's happened just like that like I've been in a freaking gym And just like someone's just like, oh, I can't walk, I can't bend, I can't run, like I'm walking like a robot. And I'm like, give me a second. I went like this. And then someone knocked on the door and they ran to the door and bent down and picked up a box like right in front of us. And this person needs Mm. surgery. But I have never been classically trained. Classically is probably the best word. Like classically and traditionally trained in energy healing as a modality. It's just I open up my energy the same Mm. way I am a psychic medium naturally and not taught really. Like I've been taught how to um, stay safe and turn it on and off and things like that, which I didn't know. But when it comes to energy healing, the results work and my intention is to help that person feel better. Yeah, absolutely. And then that then so it is. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. At the end of the day, that's <laughs> that's what it's about. So it's so interesting we're having this conversation because it does like it, right we first started talking about the very first thing you said, you know, what's the difference between Reiki and energy healing? And I think now, you know, that really is merging um, 
together that you know I, I think the traditional Reiki yeah that's right <laughs> that's exactly right and I think you know it'll always be there and and Reiki does have um you know we we tune in and we have like a little bit of a way that that we follow that is prescriptive maybe at the start and maybe at the end and the symbols and stuff of course but I think even the symbols I know sometimes I get channeled I mean I do like um money symbols like I do I do like um Reiki for abundance and when you're doing that you're going to be channeled when you're tuned in, you know, you're going to be channeled all sorts of stuff that you just sort of do. And, you know, does that mean that because it didn't come from Yusui that it's not valid, you know, like, of course it is because then they wake up with like $500 in their bank account the next day, you know, (laughs) of course it's valid because like what we talked about it, you, if it's garnering results and you've got that intention, then that's all you can sort of go off. It's magic, and also right? exactly, and <laughs> also who's who's to say that Yusui was able to channel every single um, symbol that is in existence? You know, Yusui was able to uh, teach it and explain it and put it out there, and great. But Introduce who's it. to say that every ten years, mm-hmm. like we have now, like with crystal children, indigo children, rainbow children, all the different children, they're all coming with these natural awarenesses and um, they they have what we have struggled to have or to find in our human experience. And so who's to think, like who's to say that hundred of year old information isn't going to be upgraded? It's like everything (laughs) is like... Yeah, mm-hmm. everything evolved. Everything like it's when the when the consciousness gets to the level where it can receive it, it will receive it. But you can't so, just get stuck so, in the old because then you don't grow. No, I one hundred percent. That's ex- this is that's exactly right. It's <laughs> <This is> exactly <laughs> so, right. You've said that you're a Reiki master. Yes. What does that mean? Yeah. So again, like it's funny, isn't it? Because. <laughs> We've really moved into the to the Aquarian way. Like traditionally in like traditional Reiki, you go through a Reiki level one, level two, and then three, which is really your mastery. So level one, and, and I do think that there is some um, validity in the way that they do it. Level one is really about learning about self-healing and they usually put a little bit of a time frame in between once you get your level one to when you can practice on a level two, which is when you're really starting to work with other people. They, they, I say in inverted commas, who, I don't know who they are, but you know, the, you say the Pisceans <laughs> say that you should really have a level of self-mastery um, in your own energy and your understanding of self before you move on to help others. And I suppose that that's true. Yeah, yeah, but who, that's being responsible. Yeah, but the the bridge between when you're ready for that, mm. um, I know with my students, like if they if they think that they're ready, then they're probably ready. You know, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm who am I to say, no, you know, can't can't do that. Um, so more about going through the process rather than an actual literal time frame. Yeah, and and you know, mm. you you know yourself whether you need to practice your intuition or your connection a little bit more. 
Um, and if you really truly want to get results for a client, then it's in your best interest to really have that nailed down pretty well before you move on. Um, but I can't, people will make that choice for themselves, you know. So level one is really um, the stage where you are just introduced to the concept of energy healing, I suppose, and and then trying to make sure it's like a self-healing. And then when we move to level two, um, you get your symbols and you can go a little bit further in uh, doing Reiki on other people. Um, and then you reach that master level. And again, like, I master. don't know, like, yeah, who's, who's to <laughs> say, yeah, who's to say that that's, you know, but what, what, what is true at a master level is that you can teach. And I think that there's some, some, again, yeah, like once you reach a master level, you can teach others. And I think that you would, you do sort of want a teacher that hasn't maybe an understanding and is been around the block a couple yeah. of times with it. Well, call um, it what you will that's still yeah it's a good idea yeah. isn't it that would make sense on any yeah level. yeah that's that's exactly right um so that that's I suppose the difference between between the three levels um and, and I think when you're considered a master you really do yourself aware you're spiritually awake um there's all that sort of stuff but again how do you how do you measure that in a person (laughs) is that's that's the challenge um and like cult leaders are fascinating (laughs) yeah let's go here yeah I'm so down for that yeah <laughs> of course you are I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring just like every episode yeah just gonna yeah. bring it in to every episode I've done it so far like it was my own personal little challenge with myself <laughs> so to bring so up cult funny. leaders and cults in every episode and there's some good <sighs> podcasts out there that talk about them too which is good Tracy's introduced me to all of them <laughs> Mm, it is it is really fascinating I'm interested in all that sort of stuff too and but again that's weird I don't know if it's the same with you Tracy and like we won't we won't go into it but ever since (laughs) I was a kid I've been fascinated with cults and cult leaders and stuff um well my mum's sister my aunt left her family four children husband left and she went to a cult up in Mullumbimby when I was about seven or eight um, and she's continued to stay there for the rest Still of there. her life. And oh, um, so I knew what a cult was from a very early age. And, mm. yes, very fascinated with what causes someone to just up and leave their their children and their husband and just not ever want to be contacted yeah. by their family again. There's mm-hmm. so many of them. That's what mm. blows me away. Yeah, Including Turns Out Network. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> we're getting there well, we're trying hard for cult status <laughs> i'm a i'm a handsome fan right oh. and <laughs> there's this thing didn't see that one coming at all <laughs> so taylor hansen the other day posted a picture of all these fans and like their t-shirts say hansen is a cult because wow. <laughs> we sometimes wonder like 
have we had the wool pulled over our eyes by by these guys? Because if you know a handsome fan, a handsome fan is a fanatic like no other. Like I will, I will (laughs) will do whatever I have to do to get close to that cult leader. So (laughs) it's really, it's quite funny. So I've been deep diving into cults. There are some people on the internet that will claim that Hanson is like an actual cult. You should look that one up, Tracy. It's funny. Well, <laughs> I will. It sounds entertaining. I, although, we, who, so are all three of them deemed the leaders or is no, there one that's no, more charismatic than the other? No, sure. It's Taylor. Taylor. Is, Taylor. Okay. Yeah, the charismatic leader. Our <laughs> charismatic leader. Yes. So funny. Oh, my God. You guys. Yeah. Now, now I I have the job now to bring it back down. No. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks, okay. guys. <laughs> Megan, you have talked about um, what being a Reiki master means, so thanks for that. Can you just talk us through the basics of what happens in a typical uh, Reiki session? And I do want to acknowledge that you probably don't do typical ones because you put your own spin on it, no <laughs> doubt. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're probably wondering now, like, who are we? Were, you were wanting a traditionalist. <laughs> nah, no, like, I that's not the way we roll. No, our listeners are not traditionalists, so we need people to explain things. Yeah, we're all curious and it's probably something that it's good to shine a light on and you're able to um, describe where where it started and the roots and and also the Mm. evolution and the the future of it. So I think you're the perfect person for it. And the realism. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, so during a Reiki session, mm. if you were just to do Reiki, um, yes. what yeah. would it be like? What would someone yeah. um, like the practitioner be mm. doing and experiencing and what would the client be doing and experiencing? In a nutshell, just generally yeah. speaking. Yeah. In a nutshell, <laughs> let's go for it. So in a nutshell, it really will depend for the client on <clears throat> the intention that they've come to the session with so there's usually two schools of thought there's usually one that they're coming in with something quite specific that they're trying to shift um maybe they're just feeling a bit flat a little bit sad and um they're wanting me to go in and have a look around and see if anything sort of sticks out as you know being something that we can move and then the other the other sort of offshoot of that is people that will come in that Uh, just want to have a little bit of an alignment chakras are something that we use generally in reiki you would sort of go through each chakra and make sure that everything's all good spinning doesn't need a clear out um and that's a little bit more generalized it's just you know that just making sure that you're in flow that you're feeling good almost like that self-care thing yeah (laughs) self-care exactly that's what it is um uh and then I suppose once we've sort of set the intention, it will depend on whether I'm with the person or I'm doing it via distance. I work with a lot of mums who are super busy and they uh, don't have time to come in to see a practitioner or they just uh you know, need to be going about their day. So if there's just going about their day, there's literally nothing that that person has to do. They can be cooking dinner. They can be driving a car, picking the kids up from school. Yeah. Because like frequencies, I'm going to be able to find you no matter where you are. You know, you don't have (laughs) to be lying down on a bed, like meditating. Um, You can be though, if you want. And that same thing, like it's totally again, up to how you want to receive it. Um, so they might go <clears throat> go off and just do their thing 
or they might be lying down on the bed listening to music, whatever feels great for them. Um, if it's in person, obviously they'll just be lying down, eyes closed, just chilling out, um, and they might feel absolutely nothing or they might feel some heat, some tingling, they might start crying, a bit of an emotional release. It will be different for everyone. Um, yeah, but you might you might really just feel relaxed. Um, yeah, so there's different different levels of how it hits people, I suppose, or affects people. Um, from my point of view, um, I suppose it's the same whether I'm doing it in person or via distance. You sort of just have a process of... Um, tuning in and connecting and really seeing I suppose straight off the bat when you're doing that who's going to come forward I usually work with either their guides or my guides or a particular angel or spiritual being that wants to be there for a particular purpose Mm -hmm. um so that's sort of what I do straight away I'll tune in you know who's here today uh and we'll have almost like a little mini meeting about what we want to do or they might give me some pointers about what they can pick up um and then yeah I'll just go through I'll probably move my hands to different areas of the body I don't touch either Tracy just all like hands off um I could go down each chakra it'll be really um intuitive and then at the end we have a period of like disconnecting and giving thanks um to the energy and whoever's been around um yeah and then That'll be that'll be the end in a nutshell, like you asked. Yes. In a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good because obviously it changes per person. I was mm-hmm. a tiny bit distracted by a tiny person coming and going and banging the door, but I was definitely paying attention as well. <laughs> How much time oh, do you spend in there? Mm, it will it will depend. And you know, you talked about before, um, how quickly we can now do this sort of work. Um, Sometimes I can really even outsource that. (laughs) So I can say, Archangel Michael, cut this cord. And, you know, and it can literally take (laughs) five seconds. Right, I know. You're telling Evelyn, all what do you all of the secrets of the <laughs> trade? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> what do you do with the client who's paid for you know your hour session? Jeez, so you know, <laughs> so funny. Is so that anyway, the sage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a little bit more sage. Um, you, it is intuitive how long you do it, you, and you do want the people to be able to. I suppose even if you have done something really, if you have outsourced it really quickly to another being or someone else that's done it within that sort of five second period, I just like to give that client a huge boost of self-love, you know, and I can spend, you know, 20 minutes just filling them with energy for whatever and they can take it with them and use it with them for however they you know, however they sort of want, but you, you will feel the, I, 
the person will always tell me, not the physical person, the person's energetic body will always tell me when they've had enough. They'll always be like, oh, you can start to feel them get a bit uncomfortable or they'll be like, I think I'm just sort of ready to go now. Um, yeah, so it can last between <laughs> three seconds or, you know, 40 minutes really yeah, depending on. Well, no, <laughs> actually, I, I didn't think you were going to say 40 minutes. It came out, it came out before you said 40 minutes. Or three seconds. Wow. Somewhere, somewhere in there. Yeah, it just sounded like that's what you were describing. It can last anywhere between three seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, and with, with the crystals, with the symbols on it that you were talking about in the mm. beginning, um, do, what, um, like, is that? outsourcing a little bit or is that um is that heavy duty what it when do you call on your crystals with the symbols yeah I think that I think that it's outsourcing to a degree but I also think they're amplifiers and intention setters and and I know like with any work that we do when we have that really strong intention our work seems to be better you know like you know um so I think having a symbol on a crystal it is outsourcing but I think you know we have the belief that that amplifies that intention so then therefore that's what's going to happen um and crystal yeah yeah people will have such resonance with crystals and and a belief that they're that they're amplifying and so if that works for them and then therefore get the result for the client then I think that that's something that they should go with yeah do you do it on your children <laughs> yes <laughs> I do you just whispered to the world yeah. on a podcast <laughs> yes I do yes. I definitely do it on my children um and I love doing it and and not uh for you know all the time but if they're having a hard time with something, I do. But I, I do wait until they're asleep. And always, you know, with getting permission and I'll go in and I'll just sort of have a little, like, what's going on here? Poke like, around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's that's a lot of outsourcing again with Archangel um, Gabriel, who works with children. I usually outsource to him. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, just just to sort of wrap them up for for the night and give them a nice little golden bubble of love. Um, so in the morning, you know, maybe they're seeing things through a different lens. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It just sounds so <laughs> yummy. I'm enjoying this chat so much. I said we've talked about whether or not you practice Reiki on yourself and I like how you said you like to outsource that and that's cool. Yeah. Um, but one thing I want to ask you is on one of your recent posts, probably a couple of weeks ago now, you had some numbers written on your hand and you described them as healing codes. And it struck me um, like it's such a practical self-care tip. Um, is this direct directly related to Reiki? Um, and just describe what that image is and what you're doing there. Yeah, so that that image that you're talking about, um, I, I think I was, I was really busy and I think I was feeling really, um, not grounded. I wasn't like 
rooted. I, I just was all over the place. Um, but I was having a super busy day and I was needing to go to like the big shopping centers and all of that sort of stuff. So I had put on my hand a sequence of numbers, which we call healing codes to do that. <laughs> it's outsourcing again, to do that work for me while I was sort of going around because I didn't have time to, you know, tune in or ground or do a session or go for a session. So healing codes or these sorts of numbers do work on the same understanding that literally everything is energy, so therefore vibrates at its own frequency. So even, you know, colours, like the colour pink has its own frequency and when it sort of hits our auric field and stuff like that, you, it, it gives a, has a certain vibration that makes us feel like calm or love. You know, every everything holds a frequency that means something and um, it's almost like a universal light code language, colours and numbers because they are so universal. Um, and people... <laughs> people have figured out or been able to channel particular sequences of numbers that vibrate or have resonance with a particular frequency that brings <laughs> a particular outcome. <laughs> so say, I don't know what the numbers were, but say like the, the numbers like 21275, when that's put together, its vibration is um, full grounding. Do you know what I mean? So you would just write it on your hand, I write it because I like to actually think of it actually physically having that vibrational energy coming off it, you know, mm. write it on your hand and then you go about your day knowing that you're having a vibration of grounding coming through through that set of frequencies. Does that make, I, it's almost like a I light language. It. I love it. It's a light language yeah. through numbers, yeah. <laughs> As a nurse working on the floor for many years, used to always often write, you know, notes on your hand or even as a mom or you know like a little shopping list on the other hand so to have a <laughs> to have some healing codes on your hand just for you to take yeah. about your day yeah with symbols as well like you can mm, even true. and again because we're like in that Aquarian age you can look it up on the internet um you know great symbols that you can put um yeah on your hands with that same thing and yeah I'm the same like if my kids are sick I just put a little like you can get um codes for like colds oh you should try it because I know your daughter's got yeah yeah, yeah I'll send you one and I would like just send Do. them to kinder like yeah. with a little piece of paper in their pocket with like the code <laughs> with the code it. on it you yeah. know and it's like um and Even you can sort like of with a essential oil roller bottle like you could yeah. write it on their skin my eldest I send 100%. her to school with love hearts on the inside of her fingers sometimes because some mornings she's just slow and doesn't want to leave and all of that so I just send her to school with a little secret finger heart on the inside but yeah you could really yeah, supercharge that with something even yeah, I sent absolutely. my son to school one day in black um like permanent marker Darby. on his head <laughs> f f f so fight, flight, or freeze, like oh, helping yeah, right. him learn his ego style, learn what he can do. These are your options. If you've got yeah. these options, but it was permanent marker. It lasted like two weeks. 
was wondering where you were going with the FFS. I'm like, yeah, for sake, FFS. I wrote that down the other day in a session and I did FFS and then I I had a little bit of a giggle and they were like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. (laughs) I'm going to tell them I did. Because I do FFS, flight, flight, freeze. And then I'll circle which one I think they are or which one I'm picking up on that they are. But instead of writing FFF, I did FFS and then was just like, ooh. It's a great idea though. That's really good. Um, Also, uh, Laura is obsessed with um, (laughs) self-care and things to be able to do with filling up your cup. So that whole like writing little love notes on your hand is a great idea, especially with different Mm. codes and sacred geometry and things like that. And tones. like you're just you're into that, into that zone. But what Mm. are a couple of the other things? things that you do um do you have two favorite things that you could maybe suggest to our listeners to that would come from your expertise yeah absolutely and I think that it's really challenging um especially in the world that we live in at the moment to really give yourself that self-care especially if you are a busy mom and stuff like that so I've really had to I don't, I'll just preface this with, I don't get a lot of time to myself. Even now, like Tuesdays are my day where my daughter is in school and my son has kinder program running at the same time. And that was great for me. And my husband um, just got a new job and he works from home on Tuesdays now. So it's like, you sort of really have to, in in this modern world, you've style. Yeah, because you really, it's very rare, I think, that people are able to dedicate themselves to the practice as much as they wish that they could. You know, we've really got to try and, yeah, and and I think daily habits that you're doing anyway are really the sweet spots for boosting those things uh, with a little bit of magic and a little bit of self-care. So for me, it's definitely in the morning with my coffee cup. Um, I always do like a Reiki infusion. So like I'll fill up, I have a very specific cup that I like to use. um, And then I fill that up, you know, with Reiki, um, depending on the day, what I want my intention to be. And I drink that and, you know, it's looking for the little things that are going to pop up in your day anyway that you can make magic and and connect you back to source in the shower. <clears throat> you know, I'll really do a little gratitude work uh, or tune in to my guides and just check, you know, if there's anything going on. Um, and then really at the end of the night, when I hop into bed, it's another opportunity that I'm alone. You know, really it's the shower and when I'm in bed and even then, you know, it's a slither um, of (laughs) going through my day and just, you know, uh, being like, wasn't that awesome when that happened and trying to grab on because I'm big on manifestation as well, grabbing on to all the tiny things that happen, like this podcast, for example, I'll go through and I will blow this up tonight and be like oh like thank you so much for that opportunity (laughs) you know I'll do all this all that sort of work when I'm in bed as well so I think the most important thing is to not build uh resentment or resistance around wishing that you had more time to to have self-care and um, looking for ways that you can just sort of tweak your normal practice into more uh 
yeah, blowing it up a little bit more and, and treating those things that you do every day with a little bit more respect and a little bit more magic. Driving in the car is another good one. Sorry. Yeah. Like, you know, if you have dropped both kids off or however many kids off and, and you're on your way somewhere and you might have a couple of minutes, affirmations are really good as well um, just to do a couple of those while you're driving. There's always pockets. You've got to find your pocket. Yep. So yeah. true. That's so <laughs> true because that is little slivers. Mm. And expand yeah. from there if you can, if there's time, but you've got to start somewhere and that's attainable and achievable just seeing it yeah. in light so true well and and it's more consistent yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which is the key right like that's that it's it, when they say oh it's a daily practice it really is for me that the word practice of um you know doing something continually to work your your that muscle yeah like mm, it, it is like something maintenance that, yeah yeah, that's exactly. why I like I've come to learn to really love and revere the word ritual as well because it's so mm-hmm. layered it's a daily practice that's layered with intention and you do it every day and it's more potent and more powerful if you remember yes. to do it <laughs> yeah exactly and but if you're in that practice it does become that that bit easier like the coffee I don't know if you're a coffee drinker or like a some sort of drinker in the morning yeah Yeah, (laughs) there there really isn't any reason why you can't train yourself to not yeah to not be doing that one of the first things I learned to do for myself was get up just 10 minutes earlier just to sit there with a cup of tea in quiet sometimes I get jumped on but most of the time I get at least a cup of tea in these days Otherwise, I was that mum that had, well, I still can be the mum that has half of cups of tea around the house because you only get half down. But my first morning one's definitely me time to drop into the day. And then showering alone. I used to jump in the shower. The kids would come in just to get it done, whereas now, more often than not, the shower's my space. You can bother me afterwards (laughs) when I get out. Mm. You can leave me alone while I'm in there because that's Yeah. Just really challenging to go it's something that I feel really passionate about women who are also spiritual but who are also parents of young children you know I was working with a coach and she would say to me you should get up at five o'clock you know there's some book like the five o'clock club or whatever and she was like you should you should get up at five and have that hour or however many hours before your kids get up but my kids actually come and sleep with me during the night so I was like, but I can't get up at five because they're there. Like there, there was no, there really was no time. And like you say, you have the shower and then the children are coming in anyway. Yeah. Um, so you, it really is about finding, finding those ways to, to move around it. Um, and even if that morning coffee is interrupted, trying not to build up the the resentment yeah. around around that and trying to find the beauty in it you know yeah. like the, yeah. it's the fact that your kids are healthy enough to be able to get get up and out of bed like that's yeah that's huge, a nice form you know yeah Being able exactly to see it as that gift. yeah right that I think that's angry. the trick that's the trick as well trying mm. to find that gratitude in everything um but I mean God I mean we're not Saints. are we <laughs> it's, it's no, nice like, to try I, <laughs> and the, yeah, I ended it's a conversation five minutes ago 
<laughs> but it is, it's a practice, isn't it? It's not it is a always easy. Some days it's easier than others. Yes, that's right. And we're human yeah. and that's allowed and that's okay. Yeah. Mm. The I'm a 5am club girl. Are you? Mm. So do, what time do your kids get up? Um, <laughs> well, whenever they want to really. But, mm. um, I mean, my kids are a little bit older now and it's definitely a stage of life thing I know. Um, yes. But um, I I organize my life in what I call sacred spaces. So everything is like not compart. Well, everything's got a, like a compartment, I guess, and it all is the oneness. Um, and so I'm I. It's the way that I've struck because I'm so masculine in, in my natural energy. Yeah. So I structure my life with a masculine approach of sacred spaces, and then inside each of those sacred spaces, when I'm in them, I'm present in them. And um, sometimes they can blur, but um, it's how I feel like I can live my life life deep. And so my top sacred space is vitality. And so in my vitality, I need to go to bed early, wake up early. And I need to, I realize that at 5am, I am very switched on. Like I, yeah. I am all systems go. I'm very productive. I get three hours worth of work done in one hour. Um, and so that's enough for me to just go, I'm getting up. And if, if that means that Alaska's up and she just watches the TV or, um, you know, she just stays in bed and reads or whatever, then that's on her. Like she takes mm. the responsibility to know that between five and six, that's mom's time. If she's got her headphones mm. on, if she's sitting in front of a computer or the door shut to the spirit room, you just don't go in there. Yeah. Um, and how it's just good those strict boundaries. Boundaries. That's what I was going to say. Mm. Like you're setting boundaries for yourself, which A, amazing because that's challenging for people to do and then be like teaching your children that people have boundaries <laughs> yeah well yeah. I think that, you know completely off topic but I taught my children <laughs> to have boundaries first and to identify their boundaries and express them hmm. so that when I when I identify mine and express mine they they see it as an act of self-love not as an act of yeah. getting cranky at the other person so um, that's obviously a part of that parenting thing as well that's off topic, off tangent, but, yeah. <laughs> off <laughs> I could talk about it gonna, too. Uh, yeah. I reckon Megan and I should start a separate podcast, like yeah. tangent yeah. twins Uh-oh. or something. Yeah. <laughs> It'll <laughs> go for five hours today. at a time. <laughs> yeah. The topic, the topic is Reiki and then by the end of it we've yeah. talked about five different <laughs> topics and we've ended on who knows what. <laughs> so funny. Thank you oh, so much, Megan. Yeah. Oh, it's been so much fun. Thank you. Thank Hi. you so much. Lovely <laughs> to see you again. Yeah, hopefully in bed tonight you're thinking about this and blowing it up in your head and, and we're amazing <laughs> and you're amazing yeah. and it's all amazing because be. our listeners will love you, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. And it won't be the last time. We'll have you back for something else, no doubt. Yeah, well, we've got lots of topics to cover now. Yeah, cults. We'll do a cult special. (laughs) Yes. Black codes, numbers on the hand. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Well, thanks, dear listeners, for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you. We love bringing Turns Out She's Psychic to you each week at no cost. So if you like what you hear, please consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We are a small operation researching, coordinating and producing the show ourselves. 
Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the costs of making the show. As a thank you, we'll send you out some Tosby tattoos. We'll give you a Patreon shout-out on the podcast. There's a monthly live Q&A, competitions and giveaways, as well as special book and movie review bonus episodes. For more details, please click the link in the show notes. Of course, if you want to get in touch, send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com. We welcome your ghost stories and any questions that you have for myself or Tracy. And we'd love it if you left a review and shared the podcast with your friends and family and give us a follow on Insta at turnsout underscore she's psychic. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.